True to You Radio. Generous. Grounding. Gratitude. Genuine. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore and learn what it means to live from your heart, not your head. And for those of you not quite familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering your authentic self. When you start listening to the world's definition of happiness and success, at some point you may realize that you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be something more to strive for or obtain. Heart dancing is a different way of looking at your world and looking at yourself. It's a way to return to your soul, the source of unconditional love. And the heart dancing mantra is, let love lead. And you'll understand more about that as you join me in the dance. Love knows the way, you just have to follow. Heart dancing. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore what it means to live authentically, create deliberately, and dance with life. I'm your host, Katherine Erickson, and you can find out more about me at katherineerickson.com. Today, Heart Dancers, we have a super duper special guest. Uh, Greg um, Downey is known as the Gratitude Coach. I just love that, the Gratitude Coach. He is an international high-performance personal development coach, master mindset coach, and belief breakthrough expert. Wow, those are all three pretty powerful titles. Um, Greg has coached clients for a number of distinguished partners, including Dr. Joe Vitale, Nightingale Conant, and the late, great Zig Ziglar. He's also worked with a significant number of personal clients and has actually logged more than 10,000 one-on-one coaching sessions. That is someone who is an experienced coach. Greg, welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Hey, Catherine. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I've never had a professional coach on before. So tell us just a little bit more about what you do and fill in the gaps in that bio that I just read. Yeah, for sure. So I am a high-performance personal development coach, as I mentioned. And what I do is I help people basically get unstuck in their lives. And so I unstuck people. (laughs) I love it. And so um, I, I basically work with people on things like law of attraction, goal setting, uh, life purpose, mission, relationships, anything that, uh, that somebody might feel you know, is an area where emotionally and mentally they feel stuck. That's basically what I do is I, I help them recognize the emotional and mental patterns that are keeping them in habits and behaviors that aren't serving their highest good, and I help them to undo those behaviors and to create better ones. 
Okay. Well, um, I love that description and I'm raising my hand saying, I need you. <laughs> I need your services. But for the radio show's purposes, can you explain a little more what techniques you use, what tools you offer to your clients to help them get unstuck in any of those areas? Yeah, great question. So I'm actually, I'm a certified NLP practitioner and that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And so when you think NLP, most people don't realize that that's actually what Tony Robbins does. That Tony Robbins isn't really a motivational speaker. I know most people don't really know how to classify what he does. They don't know how to, you know, where to place him and what he does. But, but Tony Robbins is an NLP practitioner, and he learned from a gentleman named Richard Bandler, who actually created NLP. NLP was created by Bandler and another gentleman named John Grinder during the late 1970s, probably middle to late 1970s. And what Richard Bandler originally was looking for, he was a research, a research scientist. Mm -hmm. And he, he started studying therapists. And, and, uh, and it was interesting how he went about being asked to study therapists, but he was commissioned to do a study on therapists to figure out what worked and what didn't. And what he figured out is that there were a number of therapists that really didn't help people get very good results at all. They just would end up kind of perpetuating people's misery and really just stayed stuck in the issue or in the story, right? And so people mm -hmm. would go to therapy on and on and just, you know, kind of hash out the story week in, week out. What Bandler noticed is that there were some therapists who got really, really good results. In other words, the people that they worked with seemed to be able to find ways to break through and overcome the beliefs and the emotions and the things that just really were keeping them stuck in a state of victimhood or, or a negative cycle or whatever it was that they're dealing with. And in that, uh, in, <laughs> in that study and in that exploration, he discovered a guy by the name of Milton Erickson. Mm. Milton Erickson is, uh, was a master hypnotherapist and, and created what was called conversational hypnosis. And so as a result of studying uh, therapy and kind of all these other appendages of what looked like therapy, Bandler discovered Erickson and was really intrigued because Erickson was getting amazing results with people. And, and it seemed like he was getting results with, you know, above 90% of the people that he worked with. And, and so Richard Bandler was really intrigued by that. And what Bandler decided that he would do is he would figure out how to duplicate what Erickson was doing, but to do it in a way that you didn't have to put somebody in a trance. And so the, the other term that was coined by uh, Bandler and Grinder was brief therapy, hmm. right? Because with NLP, I can help somebody overcome a limiting belief that they may have had for 20, 30, 40 years. doesn't matter how long. And I help people break out of those types of breakthroughs in as little as five to 10 minutes. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'll share a, a, a recent story. I had a, a student whose name is Stacy. Stacy's from Canada. And I was working with Stacy and her husband on some things that they were struggling with in launching and being consistent with their business. They, they are involved in multi-level marketing and they were having some limiting beliefs 
about the industry and it was difficult for them to make phone calls and to do follow-ups and actually engage in the activities that would grow their business. In the course of the conversation, it just, it ha it just came up almost on accident that she had a fear of heights. And so uh, we were just wrapping up a session and I got really excited because one of the things that I do really well is help people overcome phobias. Mm. And so I said, hey, why don't you, excuse me, I said, why don't you hold that thought? I said, I have a session coming up with another student. I said, I want to jump on that session, get that student take, taken care of, and I'd like to call you back and, and help you crack out of, your, out of your phobia. So she's like, you can do that? And I said, I said, look, I said, I can do that in less than 10 minutes. And she's like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah. I said, I said, no. I said, uh, I said, fear of heights is one of my favorite phobias to help people overcome because it can be so restricting, right? It affects people going, you know, they, they won't go across bridges. They won't, you know, go into uh, buildings that, that are more than two stories a lot of times. And I, I had one student that she wouldn't get up on a stepladder to uh, do cobwebs on the corners of her house. And so, <laughs> so I, uh, so I told Stacy, I said, I will call you back. And I said, we're going to deal with your, with your fear of heights. So she said, okay. She said, I, I've, I've been dealing with it since I'm a child. And I said, it eh, doesn't matter. So, uh, so I finished up my sessions and I called her back and we got on and we talked about it a little bit. And uh, I went into my process with her and a week and a half later, she sent me an email and said they had gone to Six Flags, and she rode the highest roller coaster in the park. Unbelievable! Which she never would have done. Which she never would have done. She was she was she was absolutely terrified. And what's funny is her husband uh, was just absolutely stupefied that he watched her do this because she had. I mean, they'd been married, you know, fifteen, sixteen years. Uh, they have kids, that, you know, that are in junior high, high school, and he had never seen her do anything that involved heights to any degree. Mm. Well, and so she's probably looking at her going, where did my wife go? That's right. And where did this lady come from? <laughs> yeah, who are you and where did my wife go? Well, so let me back up a minute, Greg. Um, yeah. Did you use NLP techniques to help her get over that phobia? Yeah, that was exactly what I did is I used, I used an NLP technique that involved um, because see phobias are uh, they live in the right side of your brain the right side of your brain is where um, all of your emotional processing well, at least the majority of it it's where the majority of your emotional processing lives and a phobia is really it's an emotional condition there's really no logic in it at all because right. if there were people could just talk themselves you know they could talk themselves out of a phobia and so what what I do in that process is I make an active connection between the emotional and the cognitive side of the brain so the two sides of the brain can communicate. Mm. And, what ha and what has to happen is the cognitive side of the brain has to give the emotional side of the brain permission to do the thing that seems fearful. And so what has to happen is basically the cognitive side of the brain talks the emotional side down reasons with the emotional side, shows the emotional side why the activity or the thing that, that, that you're afraid of is really not scary at all. And then they actually, it's basically bringing both sides of the brain to an agreement and getting, getting the right side of the brain to actually accept that it's a safe circumstance so that, that the person can move forward. 
Wow, I've never heard it explained that way. So let me ask you a question. Um, the right side of the brain doesn't have language. It's not logical, as you That's said. Right. It's emotional yeah. and sensation. So yep. how, how is there that communication from the logical linguistic side to the emotional yeah. um, conceptual side? That's a great question. It's metaphor. See, there really? isn't, yeah, there isn't, language wow. or, there isn't language or cognition, but remember... The right side of the brain is the artistic side as well. And when you use NLP, everything is done in metaphor. The subconscious mind also communicates in metaphor. So when you eliminate the negative emotion in the right side of the brain that's associated with everything that it thinks is terrible about the thing that it's afraid of, it also sends a new message to the subconscious because the subconscious just takes direction, right? It takes direction. It doesn't argue. It doesn't cognate. It doesn't try to reason through things. Right. And so what happens is as you, as you get the, the two sides of the brain to communicate, there are other things um, that you do that, that are hypnotic suggestion and metaphor that actually get the, the, the ego or the conscious mind to step aside so that you can communicate with the subconscious mind as well. Because if the subconscious mind doesn't accept the new belief, Whatever is the overriding emotion, mm -hmm. that's what's going to win, right? I mean, because it's like dealing with an ant and an elephant. The conscious mind being an ant, the subconscious mind being an elephant, which is much more powerful. But again, like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't reason. It doesn't you know, think through things the way that the conscious mind does. And so you have to communicate through the subconscious through metaphor and emotion. And once you start communicating with the emotional side of the brain, that's the side of the brain that actually has a stronger connection to the subconscious. Okay. Wow. I am learning so much. This is fascinating. Yeah. So basically what you do is you speak through emotional gateways and you use pictures, right? Pictures and metaphors. And so if you think about when you dream, you dream in metaphor because that's the subconscious regurgitating everything uh -huh. that it's taken in during the day. I mean, your, your subconscious takes in, you know, hundreds and thousands of pieces of data every day and, and it, it can't make sense of it all. And so it sorts out the things and it uses metaphor to come to conclusions, metaphors and emotion. And that's how our beliefs are formed. The meaning, it's the meaning, it's the metaphor that is assigned to an experience that goes into the subconscious, right? There's an emotion that's triggered based on the meaning. That meaning and that picture go into the subconscious and the subconscious uh, couples it together to create a belief. Mm. So when you're helping someone with a phobia, such as fear of heights, you're, you're basically reprogramming the subconscious with a new metaphor. That's right. It's basically like going in and untying the wiring, separating it, and then creating new wiring and setting the person then on their path. In fact, that's one of the things that I love about what I do is uh, I have the opportunity to go in and to unwire belief and then to implant a new belief to literally have the person walking away feeling as though something they believe is something that they've embraced for years. Like they've just always known that it was true. Mm -hmm. And, and so you think about the power and the responsibility in some ways that's, that's in there. You know, it, it, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a platform of privilege and, and it really is, uh, I feel, you know, blessed and humbled that I get to help people in that way.
Well, and as you said, it's a extremely valuable um, gift, I should say, or yeah. blessing, because you're helping people walk away with more empowering beliefs. That's right. You know, the interesting thing is over the years, you know, I've, I've been working with coaching students since 2005. I've been involved in NLP. I actually, I've, I've been an armchair NLP person for longer than I've done it officially, but I really started digging into and studying NLP and hypnosis since about 2009. One of the things that is a true blessing is that, you know, NLP is like hammer wrench and screwdriver, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what the true blessing is, is the fact that everybody that I work with is a son or daughter of a creator of a higher power. And, yes. and all I have is the hammer screwdriver, you know, and wrench basically what I do. And the, when I go about helping somebody, it's because I take cues from a divine source. Yes. Right? It's the divine source that says, you know, do this, do that, do this. They, the, the person tells me what they're dealing with. I receive inspiration and then I just use the hammer, you know, screwdriver and wrench to help the individual. The real work is done, you know, through the divine because it's a divine interaction. And so I'm just, I'm just a, uh, I guess you'd say a conduit or, or a, a, me, uh, a mediator in other words. Yes. And see, now you're talking my language. Yeah. Um, because I, that's the whole heart dancing platform that I've created is to have people get back to what they're supposed to be doing while they're here, their right. own authenticity and the limiting stories they've piled on top of that is what is released. And then you stand in your own power and you bring right. forth that gift, that divine gift that you have and only you can express. Absolutely. Every, I honestly believe that everybody has been put in this, in this life to achieve something specific. Now, whether or not everybody figures that out, mm -hmm. that's a different story. But I, but I do believe that everybody has a divine purpose. And, yes. and I think that some people, you know, are here to, um, to help other people put things in perspective. For instance, you know, the way that I, I was raised by a, a, an alcoholic drug addict father, he was extremely abusive uh, physically or physically, verbally, emotionally. And that was basically, you know, a great part of his life was, you know, drugs and alcohol and, and really being stuck in those addictions. But I look at, you know, what I went through growing up with him and I think, you know, if he wasn't that person, mm -hmm. if, if, if he hadn't been that person, would I have had the opportunity to be who I am today? And I look back on it and I think absolutely not. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, the circumstances that I experienced really didn't make me a victim. They made me a victor, right? It gave me the opportunity to be strong and, and to be resolute and to be resilient and, and to, you know, be a crusader and to want to help other people. And if, if I hadn't, you know, gone through those experiences with him, if he hadn't been that person, I don't, I don't think I'd be where I was today. And so, you know, we look at people and we often will pass judgment and say, wow, you know, what, what a terrible person or whatever. And I think we really should be careful because I think that, you know, we made some agreements before we came into this life. And I think one of the agreements that my father and I made was that he would be unkind in many ways. And it would give me the opportunity to turn around and help thousands of people. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, I just love that. That is, and I, I believe that as well, Greg, that you can't judge on the surface what someone's right. doing because, as you said, your father, his, his purpose in life may well have been to be that foil and that negative force so you could turn it around to a positive yeah. influence. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, we're kind of running toward the end of the show and I know you have some projects that are coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about what's exciting in your world right now? Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm co-authoring a book with uh, Dr. Joe Vitale. You might've seen him in the movie, The Secret. Uh, He's been in uh, other movies. He was in The Compass. And a few other movies, he, he actually just uh, released his own television show that's coming out on An- Amazon Video. Uh, he's written a lot of books. He's a, a best-selling author of The Attractor Factor, Attract Money Now, The, um, the Millionaire Manifesto. Yes. And just a, a ton of books. But anyhow, so he and I are co-authoring a book. One of, he's one of the, the individuals that I coach for his, his clients. And the book is called Attracting Miracles – and my secret life as a miracles coach. Now, when we uh, when we got together and we started talking about book projects, that was what we came up with. I'm actually I'm writing the bulk of the book, and then he's writing the uh, the foreword, and he's also going to write uh, the final chapter. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about it, and as we decided on a topic, originally it was just going to be attracting miracles in my life as a miracles coach. But we were having a conversation one day, and we were talking about certain words that were more intriguing and that made things kind of hypnotic and, and increased curiosity. And the word secret, you know, is one of those words that mm-hmm. since the movie, the secret has come out, a lot mm-hmm. of people respond to. And the reason that we decided that we would call it my secret life is because many of the people that I grew up around, many of the people that I went to school with, uh, and even a number of my family members have no idea what I do for a living. Really? Yeah, until until just over a year ago, my mother-in-law had no idea what I did for a living, and and Why, why'd you keep it a secret? Well, I didn't I didn't necessarily keep it a secret on purpose. It's just that you know when people think of a personal coach, they don't really know how to quantify or qualify that, and so you know my mother-in-law couldn't go online and say, "Oh, I'm so proud of my, you know, my son-in-law Gregory. You know, he's a coach." The way that she could go online and say, well, I'm proud of my daughter. She's become a nurse or my, you know, Mm -hmm. son became a plumber, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, it's like, how do you really, you know, she really just had no idea what I did or what it was about. And my wife said, well, you know, to her credit, you really haven't sat people down and explained it. And some people who haven't been around you for years, because I was a completely different person, you know, in my teens and early twenties, um, she said, you kind of disappeared and you reinvented yourself. And now these people are reconnecting with you on social media. And a lot of people don't know what the coaching industry is about. So, so she said, you know, to their credit, it's not like people just know what you do. And so it was kind of funny. My, I was talking to my mother-in-law and she was having some struggles with um, people that are wealthy in their area, the area that they live in. And I just pointed out, I said, you know, I said, it, you know, no offense, but I said, it really seems to me like, like you have some limiting beliefs around people with money. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, I said, I said, anytime you talk about, you know, people with money, there's always this negativity. And she, she stopped and she said, well, she said, yeah, you're probably right. 
And so I, I went through a, a bit of a dialogue to try to uncover her belief. And then we, we got the belief to come to the surface. And her belief was that people with money can control you and people with money can hurt you. And, and this is something that she had seen because she grew up in an area that was farm country that uh, people from Jackson Hole, Wyoming started moving into their community because Jackson Hole was getting too expensive. And so it just mm -hmm. created all these issues and she developed this belief. So anyway, I, uh, I said, well, I want to play a little game with you, which it was a little bit of a fib. I, I wanted to do a clearing with her. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I took her through an NLP process, did a clearing. And I had her go back and, and check the belief again to see if the emotion around the belief to see how much it decreased. And we got her all the way to zero in, in, one, in one NLP technique. And, and uh, she sat there for a second and her eyes got real big. And she looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, that's what you do for a living. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I love I it. Like, I was like, that's what I do for a living. And she said, you know, that could be really helpful to people. And I was like, you don't say. <laughs> I love that story. Thank you. So, so that's why um, we call it my secret life. And so basically it's the story of how I came to be a miracles coach for Joe Vitale, the challenges that I faced in my life and the miracles that I discovered being the five steps of helping people attract miracles. So every step of every, every step that I discovered, so there are five steps um, were the way that it, the way that I discovered it was a miracle in my life. And so it's, it's autobiographical. It's what they call um, narrative nonfiction, but it's also how to. So what I do is I tell my story, how I discovered the principle, how I've applied it, with my coaching students, and then I share student testimonials about each principle. And so the first five chapters are the first five principles. Then in chapter six, I sum it all up. I take every step and I put it all together. And then in chapter seven, I talk about my secret life. And then in chapter eight, Joe talks about Miracles Coaching and uh, how that program was created. And, and uh, he talks about me as a coach and and why people need coaching, and and, uh, and that's basically it. That's the overview. Well, I can't wait to read that. When when can we get access to it? When is yeah, it? So so it's going to be out uh, early to mid September. We're shooting for. I'd, I'd like to have it um, published and be doing signings by the first week of September. And so my publisher is Motivational Press. And they can be found at www.motivationalpress.com. Uh, they landed me on a two-book contract. So, oh, congratulations. I'll, yeah, thanks. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll publish this book, and then I'm moving on to – I've got another book that I've got in the works that, uh, that I'm still kind of hammering out some of the details. But it's going to be available in all of the major booksellers, so 50, basically 50 different booksellers. So we're talking – Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, you know, some of the places that you see in the airports and, and uh, shopping malls. Mm -hmm. And so you'll, you'll be able to find it, um, you know, wherever, wherever, wherever fine paperbacks are sold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, uh, Greg, that just sounds fabulous. I can't wait to get my hands on it and read it. Yeah. I know it's going to have a lot of useful information and insights. Because yeah. 
just this brief time I've spent with you, I want to keep talking, and I wish I had more time to do that. Well, you know, let's uh, let's set up a time. Maybe we'll we'll uh, turn the tables, and I'll interview you. Oh, hey, I'm all over that. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. So that'd be great. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's it's uh, it's been a pleasure, and it's been uh, it's been a real uh, a real privilege. Yes, thank you. And where can people find you on the internet? So they can find me on Facebook at uh, www.facebook.com forward slash gratitude coach. They could find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash gratitude coach. And then my new website is under construction right now. So you have to check back, but it's www.gratitudecoach.com. Okay. And then, and then if you have questions, if anybody has questions about, about the book or about anything else, if somebody wants to inquire about personal coaching, you can email me at gratitudecoach at gmail.com. And uh, you can catch me by phone or by text at 801-368-1047. So I usually, I do about a 30-minute breakthrough session with folks. So it's a free breakthrough. Well, it's, it's more of a discovery session. It's a 30-minute discovery session. And during that session, we could talk about what's holding you back and areas that you feel stuck. And then I can talk about what I would prescribe as a plan moving forward. And if you're interested in personal coaching, we can talk about that, or if you're interested in group coaching, I also uh, offer group coaching as well. All right. Well, that is fabulous. Heart Dancers, I hope you take advantage of that. That is such a generous uh, offer by you, Greg. And I can just tell, I can see why you've coached over 10,000 people. <laughs> that's yeah, it's, people. it's a, but, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of sessions. Yeah, that's one-on-one, 10,000. That is a lot of sessions. But, you know, what I'm just thinking is the ripple effect you've caused in each one of those people's lives. I'm sure it's just huge. And then they go out and they encourage other people who encourage other people. So Absolutely. I, I admire your work. I admire your uh, values and your ethics and your abilities. So thank you again. This is well, a treat. It's mutual. What you do is uh, really, really transformational as well. I mean, you're taking your time and you're taking your energy and your effort and you're doing something that you don't have to do. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe you've been called to do it, but even Jonas ignored the call for a while, right? <laughs> and look where he ended up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you so much, Catherine. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Uh, You've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show. We're so glad you're here. Please tell your friends and please give us a great rating on iTunes. Every thumbs up is really appreciated. So go forth, prosper, and be well. Thank you again. You've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we learn to dance with our hearts, not our heads. And remember, you're now part of the tribe. Be sure and tell your friends about the magic that happens here. Uh, Heart Dancing, it's the only way to live. 